Welcome to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. After navigating London's most recent budget, London City Council is having to make an unexpected financial decision on a piece of infrastructure close to many hearts. And we've learned that the Thames Pool in Old South will be closed again this summer because of significant structural issues after being closed last summer for the same reason. And the earliest it can reopen after repairs is 2024. Today, I'm talking with London Free Press reporter Jonathan Juha about whether the Thames Pool is an historical asset that deserves continued saving, or if it's a money pit that, after 100 years, should be abandoned. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? Not to buy yourself. Good. I know you've been uh, kind of in deep with this story the last few days because there's been a lot of reaction um, yeah. since the last committee met at um, at City Council, right? Let's just talk about, first of all, kind of setting the stage. Thames Pool was closed last summer and uh, they were doing renovations. They had to do more repairs and it couldn't open. But now we've learned it's going to be closed this summer too. Yes, correct. Why? Why is that? Well, after they had to close last year, the pool, uh, you know, City Hall hired some external evaluators who came in and did some studies on the on the pool, and that they, they discovered that the pool itself had suffered some very serious structural damage just because of the constant flooding that it has received because of its location near the Thames River and the uh, floodplain there. Um, but it, it sort of like came out of nowhere, I guess, for many people just, you know, they knew that the pool had been closed uh, last summer, but this last, just last week, uh, City Hall came out saying, you know, city staff are recommending to decommission the pool and, and announcing sort of like some of the alternatives and the reasoning why, but I guess no one really expected um, that these, for, for many people, historic site, uh, almost uh, close to hundred years, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it was so sudden that, that the city uh, staff came out saying, you know, the, the best course of action is just to simply shut it down because of the extent of the damage and the possibility that even if you do repairs to it, you know, the, the, the main issue continues to be its location. You mm -hmm. know, uh, uh, we've been having uh, more intense flooding events and, and, and heavy rains and things like that. So there's no guarantee that any type of reward, or work or repair that is done to the pool itself can prevent you know further damage uh, to 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 the structure to the infrastructure. So they say mm -hmm. the fiscally responsible uh, thing to do is to simply you know decommission it closer or for good, and figure out new uh, solutions as to what could happen there. Uh, the, the part of the problem has been as well not only the fact that they you know staff recommended in part just closing the the, the pool altogether is the fact that as part of the city's master plan. Uh, Staff are recommending saying, you know, in the master plan, it states that we should not be opening more outdoor facilities, outdoor like public pools, just because they are open for a few months every year, but their operating cost is still very high. So it doesn't make financial sense. So, you know, as part of the options that they offered, they say, you know, maybe we can uh, put like a splash pad or something in, in the side while we, you know, consider the possibility of adding a pool the next time that we are working in, in, in mm -hmm. a community center or something like that. So, so sort of like the combination of all those factors didn't sit well with many community members who see the value of, of, of the pool in this location. And again, mm -hmm. it's the only 50 meter outdoor pool. Um, we had, you know, uh, Olympic athlete um, winner, 
uh, Maggie McNeil saying, you know, this is the pool that I used to train for for the Olympics in in in, in Tokyo. It's it's a key piece of infrastructure uh, for the city and for the future generations of of, of swimmers in the city. So mm-hmm. so it definitely grabbed the attention of the public and and it has created a big debate that now council is sort of like having to deal with right now. It's so funny because you think, oh, it's just a pool, but there is so much to this story and you've touched on so many things in, just in that right there. Um, let's break it down a little bit. Let's talk about the money that's been spent on this pool so far, because in 2010, so the pool opened in 1927, which is, I mean, I didn't even realize it was that old and yep. I'm a lifelong Londoner. Um but in 2010, it had a major multi-million dollar overhaul. And then since that time, it, we've put thousands into this pool to in renovations as well. Yeah, just in 2021, uh, there was a 1.2 million uh, work done to change rooms and, and, and some other work to, you know, renovate the, uh, the space. But the, the fact continues to be since 2016, city staff say, they have had to spend more than $250,000 in, in repairs just because of all the constant flooding that, that the, uh, the pool has been experiencing. Wow. Now, throughout its, its history, uh, the pool itself had to be rebuilt. I believe it was 1959. Then again, in 1975, it also had renovations in the 80s and the 90s. And then again, the one that you mentioned in 2010. So it's it's not a new problem. Like it's, it, it's, a, it's a facility that has had to... Uh, undergone a, a lot of work and a lot of repairs to keep it open to the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the question the staff are putting forward, I guess, to counselors is, do we really want to continue to, to do this place? Now we're talking about significant structural damage that um, to, the, to, to the pool itself. And again, no amount of work that they do, they say, it's going to guarantee, like they can build it to better withstand sort of like the conditions and and but no amount of work can guarantee that no future repairs will be needed. So yeah. it's a question of whether you want to invest millions of dollars because just rebuilding a new pool itself could be $12 million. Do you want to invest all of that money into uh, a new Repairing pool? Repairing this. <laughs> that again, it could, yeah. could create uh, uh, more problems down the road. So sure. that's sort of like the big question, uh, I guess, that politicians will have to answer. Talk about the fact that this is on a floodplain. Uh, I mean, this thing was built on a floodplain. Things, uh, weather, climate has changed over the years, obviously, in the last almost 100. Um, but talk about the damage that that's done, uh, like even underneath the pool. Talk about some of the floods that have happened and the damages to like things we can't even see, pipes and and the structure of the pool itself. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, the, the report that uh, staff prepared talked uh, uh, a lot about that, about how the base had uh, of the pool has shifted, how uh, the lines that that feed the water into the pool have also been damaged. So, so even like there are some minimal repairs that can be done to sort of like to bring it back to operation, I guess for 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 next summer, and that's sort of like the earliest that city staff say that they could potentially do it. Uh, but to really fix the problem, it would it would require millions of dollars um, in in there. Now, that's sort of like the side from from city staff, but but. For the people, is sort of like the significance of, of of the pool itself, in in the sense that for residents, you know, in Old South Soho, Central London, downtown, sort of like the closest public uh, pool and one that is, it, it's not like if it was a piece of infrastructure that was not used. It's actually the busiest pool, the outdoor pool that the city has. Right, it draws mm-hmm. about twenty five thousand people, not only from 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 neighbors, 
but also from other parts of, of, of the city, like, you know, people who take their swimming more seriously as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it represents a lot for a lot of people in, in, in the community. And, and even from the aspect of, you know, there are people who cannot really afford to have a, an air conditioner in their homes. This is sort of like a spot where they go to cool down, I guess, during the, during mm-hmm. the uh, high heat uh, summer days as well um, on Tuesday when, when the issue was being debated uh, at City Hall in, in one of the committees. Um, there was a mom who mentioned, you know, I'm a single mom right now, like summer camps are not always within my budget, but having a, a, an easily accessible public pool there solves a lot of those issues for me because I can take my, 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 my children there and they, they, they have fun. So it's, a, it's an important community uh, resource for, for a lot of people and for many different uh, uh, reasons as well. Let's let's get into some of the back and forth that there's been, because there's been a lot of people weighing in on this. I mean, there's a there's actually a petition to save the pool and keep it open. Is that right? Yeah. So there's an online petition uh, that was started. Uh, I think even the day after the the news came that uh, uh, the the proposal from from city staff was to decommission the pool. I'm just checking right now, and it has uh, 3,800 um, uh, signatures from people who are sort of like supporting this motion. Mm-hmm. But the reactions have been varied across the city. You have the people who you know. Uh, talk about obviously a piece of infrastructure is almost 100 years old. It's important, significance to the community. They talk about it as a historical site, um, but there are other people who you know see the point of city hall of of it would not be fiscally prudent to sort of like spend all this money if they know that they're going to be having to spend uh, more money on it down the road again. So sure. so they're sort of like the the divide is there. Like you you're gonna find everyone. Uh, there are people who say, you know what, it's it's it, it's money that that you know, even if we have to spend it, it, the impact that it has in the community is far greater than the the, the amount of money that we would be needed to sort of like get it back to work. So you're sure. gonna find a, a great variety of opinion as to what should happen with 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 a piece of this piece of infrastructure there. So um, c- can you talk about the motion that the the committee has put forward? This is actually gonna go to full council on April fourth, and and we'll kind of look forward to that, but. What is what is in front of them right now? What did they decide to ask for? So the the motion had several different points, but the gist of it is first of all, sort of like asking staff to bring a report saying, you know, let us know what would be needed to do so we can at least salvage the 2024 um, summer season for the pool, like reopen it to the public next year, knowing that it, it's too late already to sort of like get it open this year. So let's see uh, what we can do for next year. And then next year, at the same time, bring us a more detailed report as to some of possible options. You know, what would it take to uh, rebuild the pool or what would it take to relocate it or what could be perhaps, you know, uh, a better location for it within the same na- neighborhood that would allow people to still have access to a public pool in the area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sort of like a, a more detail, more options. And at the same time, giving the public more time to to comment on it because talking to some of the people who were involved and, and who were mad about sort of like the whole situation part of it was that they felt that you know the report came last week and last Wednesday and then on Tuesday the committee was meeting already to sort of like potentially make a decision as to what was going to happen so they felt so like there was not enough time for them to sort of like have their voices heard and and, and share their experiences and why they they thought that this was perhaps a piece of infrastructure that is worth saving Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically what council decided to do or like the members of the committee was buy themselves a little bit of more time 
you know, we'll get more information. Uh, we don't have to make a rash decision at, at, at this point. And then they're buying the same, themselves some time to sort of like get that input, that feedback, I, I guess more studies from staff and more alternative as to what could happen for the long-term uh, future of the of, of the property. Now, even if, even by them doing that, it doesn't really mean that, you know, that the pool, it's gonna be saved. Like the reality remains the same. The location itself is a problem for the for the pool. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to wait and see what the report is and what, you know, some of the suggestions uh, coming from staff are. And based on that is where politicians will be able to sort of like make a decision. Mm -hmm. Some uh, Londoners and also some councillors were kind of caught off guard when staff came and said this, as you said last week. Um, but is this the first time staff has recommended, hey, maybe we should think about decommissioning this pool? Do you know? Because we've put thousands into this pool over the last decade even. And uh, I can't imagine this is the first time that they'd thought about it. Maybe it's the first time we know publicly, but they must have, they must say, have been as, a thought. As far as I know, uh, yes, obviously, like, as you say, if you look at the history of the repairs and, and the renovations and everything, it's nothing new that the location has been problematic. Right. Um, my sense could be that perhaps the extent of the damage that has happened again since 2016 and the constant flooding, it's of such a big scope mm -hmm. that at this point staff felt, you know, maybe the, the, the right path is to simply, you know, decommission and, and, and move on and, and not try to sure. uh, invest more money in it and find alternative solutions. Um, but again, like, like, like I've been saying, it, it caught a lot of people off guard and, mm -hmm. and, and, and that's sort of like one of the questions that people had been asking, you know, if the last renovation of major work happened in 20, 2010, how is it that, you know, knowing that the issues that the location has had throughout the years, how come is it failing now? Or how come mm -hmm. it, it wasn't built with better protections to better withstand sort of like the, the elements. But again, you know, as you say, climate is changing, uh, you know, we're talking about once in a hundred years, uh, rainstorms are happening more often. So, so it's not something that can really be controlled uh, uh, to an extent, right? The other thing I find really interesting is that London's, you know, say hypothetically this pool is decommissioned and maybe we decide we want to rebuild another one, except London's master plan, as you mentioned, does not recommend building any more outdoor pools, right? Exactly. And, and, and that's sort of like uh, what has some people as well concerned. I mean, you can build uh, you can build an indoor facility, but I guess you lose like during the summer months, it's not the same going to an indoor pool, sure. going to one outdoor. So you're losing an aspect of, of the appeal of the facility itself. Right. Uh, but you know what? Throughout history, we have seen council, you know, have a master plan and still, you know, make decisions based on a you know, not really following exactly what the what the, their own master plan says, but just mm -hmm. like make a decision based on the issue of the moment. So who knows what could happen? Uh, Councillor Pelosi, as she mentioned, uh, proposing, you know, is it a possibility to look at a, a at a pool that could, you know, have, you know, a roof that can be open during the summer and then close for the rest of the year so it can be used? I don't mm -hmm. know if those are possibilities really that staff can consider and the cost and all of that or how practical it is, but, you know, I, I guess council found itself in a tough position and, and hearing all the concerns from residents that they're trying to figure out a way in which they can move forward in a way that, you know, they continue to be fiscally uh, uh, prudent, but at the yeah. same time, recognizing the impact that closing this pool would have on the community and find a way that they can, a solution that would make everyone at least comfortable with type of thing. And, sure. and talking to some of the, 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 the groups that have been involved as well. Um, the other one was the, um, 
uh, the Old South Community Organizations or like the neighborhood group in the area. Uh, I was talking to the president today, uh, Nicole Phillips, and she was saying how, you know, for us, the key part of it is having a public pool available for people in the community. What that looks like at the end of the day, we don't know yet. We want to have that opportunity to get the information and see what the city can provide and what the experts say. But what they really center around is we cannot simply just close down this pool and leave it as is. We need a community resource for people to use in this area. So that's sort of like the main point that they want to uh, get across. What that looks like, again, they, they haven't really made, made up their mind about what they want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least but they would happy. like that resource. Yeah, they, yeah, they're happy that at least they're giving sort of like that extra time to have that consultation with the public and and learn a bit more about the project and not make any rash decisions. Yeah, um, I I've got, I found two comments interesting. Councillor uh, Corinne Raman said that she's heard from Londoners who can't get their kids into swimming lessons. They're all booked up. Uh, there's also a lifeguard shortage. She says like we need more aquatics programs and probably pools to accommodate that. Um, so obviously she's, she, I mean, looking for a solution to either keep it open or build a new one is, is optimal, I guess, right? For many people. Yeah, so, but again, like what the price tag is gonna be, obviously that like the city's facing some other pressures as well when it comes to, you know, homelessness and and uh, housing affordability crisis and and some of the big projects for the uh bus rapid transit downtown so yeah you know it's not it's not it's not as easy as simply you know saying yeah let's just invest this money when when we have these other pressing issues but obviously that's the job of council so like set the priorities and and figure out a way a way to sort of like spend taxpayers money yeah on the flip side um i think you interviewed uh, a, a hydrogeologist um from I think Guelph, Chris Helmer is his name. And he said, you know, as they see in, and he he kind of studies the flow of water and floodplains and things like that. And he says, here's his quote, as we see in Southern coastal regions, regularly devastated by hurricanes, sometimes the right thing to do is not rebuild in an area where the likelihood of repeated impacts is high or inevitable. And I think there are a lot of people who agree with that statement too. Yeah, no, no, no. Like I say, like the, the reactions from the community has been varied. And there are a lot of people who also see the point where city staff are coming from and, mm-hmm. and saying, obviously, we don't want to waste more money on, on a piece of infrastructure that may require extra money, maybe just two, three, four, five years down the road, right? Absolutely. Um, well, it, it's, it's just a question. Yeah, yeah. What do you do with it? Do you still throw the money at, at the problem or or find a, a different solution. But, but I think council has been clear that, that at the end of the day, uh, it's again, the location, it's a reality that cannot be changed. And, right. and, and my humble opinion, I guess that uh, the commission, like the pool itself is gonna have to close at some point and, and an alternative solution would be sort of like the best way to move forward. I think that again, a way to not put so much money in a piece of infrastructure that would require more repairs while at the same sure. time providing residents in the area that access to a public pool that they so say they uh, so desperately need. Right, right. Okay, well, full council will come together April 4th, and they'll be talking about this. So we'll be watching for that. And we'll definitely be watching your stories at lfpress.com and following your reporting. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you for having me.